On the menu, you shouldn't say it's fucking awful. <laughs> right. That should be the description. R- rock and roll. Should straight up. Well played. That was a quick change. Jesus, are you actually Santa? <laughs> I can bring gifts. <laughs> I come bearing. Right. It's going to be a very Christmassy episode because we have. Um, We've got warmed up mince pies now in Korean um, that we need to eat immediately. When, when, when Lex says warmed up, um, his mm-hmm. actually fell over the top like a lava lamp because oh, he's still warm. He definitely overdid it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a balancing point in microwaving mince pies. <laughs> it's good though, that, huh? That's a good mince pie. It's the all butter thing. Why are they it called just... mince pies when there's no mince in them? I feel like I should know the answer to yeah. that because I'm a massive geek. And you <laughs> yeah, were looking was, to me I'm, for I'm the answer and you were like, I would want to know. tell me, <laughs> why don't you know this? <laughs> um, Do you reckon at one point they did have mince in it? Yeah, hundred percent. Why? Why do they even call it minced meat? Because it's not minced meat. It's, it's minced fruit, fruit and sultanery goodness. That's definitely getting all in my beard. Oh, that is good. I know it. If you haven't had warm mince pie with cream on it, you've not done Christmas properly. I highly recommend if you have the time and culinary skills to mix some brandy cream with some soft cheese, whip it together, and then pipe it on top, like Philadelphia. Mm. Could you do it with Philadelphia? That's yeah, same thing. Yeah, just soft cheese. Actual soft spreadable cheese. Soft spreadable cheese. Whip it with some cream and some brandy till it goes thick, and then just like you don't have to pipe it on top if you if you just don't want to be that fancy. You can just literally throw the mince pie in the cream and then mm. just bathe in the filth. This is my first mince pie. Of yeah, December. Me, yeah, me too. <laughs> Since about an hour ago. <laughs> First week by today. Oh, no. Not even today. No, not even today. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had four mm. earlier. Alkaline nutrition. <laughs> that very acidic but day. All Christmas food is so happy that it's calorie free. Is that what it is? Yeah, because you smile so much after you eating smile it. smile so hard. You burn off the calories that you're eating. <laughs> That is science fact, ladies and gentlemen. Fact. Science fact. So you might notice today, instead of Lou, we've got Jay Santa, Mr. Jason Green. I'm very. You should be called Jason Red and Green today. We are very festive today. Right, so I'm wearing my. It is a Christmas hat because uh, Christmas T-shirt. Christmas, Christmas T-shirt. Hat. Says, Christmas T-shirt. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. If you don't know where that's from... We can't be friends. Check yourselves. Can't be friends. Can't be friends. And it was white this morning, but then today I've been to the wilderness to find a tree, to cut down, to then drag back to my house... Find a tree. ...to then decorate. Most normal people (laughs) buy a tree that fits inside of their house. Yeah, no. No, like, okay, let's wind it back, right? Well, first of all... I feel like we need a picture up here. Right now. Yeah, picture of my tree. The picture that I just took. Up on the screen now. <laughs> now okay, you... now look, look, it's girthy, all right? But this t-shirt was clean when I went to get that tree. Now this is either, and I can't work it out, my own blood <laughs> or tree dirt or a mixture of the two. 
Because it's a spiky ass tree, yeah. We had to drag (laughs) it into the back garden. It was a beast. Then we had to take a chainsaw to it to cut off the skirt, then trim down the trunk. Then Then we gently smashed it into a metal holder and it's now sat in its water bucket downstairs g- g- slowly getting deck it's so big right okay you know how when you look in your wing mirrors of your car and it says <laughs> <laughs> objects may appear smaller than in real life that's what happens to trees when you look at them in nature and then drag them back into your house <laughs> i was like I, fit no problem i think i think one lex is missing here is that you had to drag his tree into the house <laughs> most people go i'm just gonna put my christmas tree in my living room right now that's with, with hauling the, it through like with the help of a farmer and his hand yeah, dude, this thing is... Right, I've got to take that off. That's too hot already. <sighs> too hot. We'll just, that, I'll, let me we'll put see if I can don that. Is, oh, that is proper. Yeah, it's a really warm Christmas hat, from? mate. That's uh, a good one. I have no idea. I've had it for years, but it's like a very warm I can actually Christmas hear you hat. less with this song. That's how that's how thick that, that <laughs> rim is. <laughs> Indulgent. Well, when you're going around the world delivering presents, you know, it gets a bit <laughs> you gotta cold. you stay warm. So, being that it's Christmas... I have a couple of gifts. These are like these are not like personal gifts. These are podcast gifts because I've been on the podcast a couple of times now, and I was kind of like, oh, let's get some podcast gifts that we're all probably going to consume and indulge in at some point. So at Christmas time or general no, time, like general Christmas time, any time. It doesn't really matter. In no particular order. I found this, which let's put that up to the viewers, is a bullseye barbecue sauce mixed with sweet whiskey. What the hell? Uh, mate, I've got a bottle at home and I... I mean, it doesn't scream Christmas, oh, but no, it screams is barbecue. Gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. I was out, I got sidetracked. It's not very Christmassy, Delicious. but it's, it's a great gift. That is a great stocking filler, though. So Sweet then, whiskey, bullseye. Tennessee-style sweet whiskey glaze. Oh, dude, that's going to be ridiculous. Lou, I'm really sorry that you're not here to receive all this stuff. Dude! But there's a 12-year-old Glenfiddich. Which we love. I know. They said they love that. So what I decided I'd do... Have you actually purchased this, or are you just dragging these from your own cabinet? No, I purchased this. Thank you, sir. That is too much. And then I thought you'd have a comparison to a 15 and an 18-year-old. Oh. So you can go through the spectrum. Oh, we can't. And this, then I don't think we can do no, this we can't do we can open this Lou. one without Lou. Yeah, because Lou's done that one, hasn't he? But we can't. Lou, we can't do the triple. Uh, Lou, I'm so sorry, mate. And we can open twelve. He's had it. Like this, this because this was for you and Lou. I've got you two absolute mate, G cigars. This is too much. So Lou, like I, I was thinking of you when I did this. Right, you've got some Liga Zebra cigars. They're barber pole cigars. So they have two separate wrappers through. They look, look how cool. cool don't that they? is. It's like a candy cane. Yeah. <laughs> A cigar version of a candy cane. Damn straight. Liga Zebra. Yeah, you I can't can smell them. Can't yeah. get them in this country. They do smell like zebra. So they're in American Viking scars. Yeah, smells like safari. Yeah. You can't get them in this country? No. Why? No. Are they illegal? No, no, they're oh. not illegal. It's just that they're not sold in this country because it's a it's a um, site. Uh, can I mention sites on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Cigars Daily and they have their own brand of cigar and it's uh, American Viking cigar and that's their like... Oh, pivotal cool. scar like it's cool that's ballsy doing a, a Viking branding on a cigar because you've got the cigar world is a bit oh this right the way through the spectrum when you dive into new world cigars there's some like oh, called so called war hero cigars there's some called um, what's um thingy's whiskey called um the fighter um it's called war not Warhammer that's the game that nerds like playing that I, I won't admit that I enjoy playing when I actually did play it <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Got him. <laughs> it was really fun. It was really. We only played the simple version though, because the full nerd version was too much. I never played for it. Me. Me. it. I just did the roll. You hit your strike. Your number of 
whatever you got on the die was your hit, and then it's just like turn based action, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know. I, shut up. Dungeons and Dragons is cool, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, you're not lighting up without Lou because they're for you and Lou. Oh, these are for me and Lou, right? Yes. I'll put those so, aside. Mm. Right. Oh, look, there's the empty. To my left is the empty bottle of. Oop, bashing the microphone. Empty that. bottle of the 12 year Glenfiddich, which will now be replaced timing. by a full one. So you put oh, them so back, in, back in. in. And then so this is the way to keep cigars when you don't have a humidor, is it? Mm. Just put them in a yeah, plastic kind of. bag. So you've got a Ziploc seal bag, and then in the bottom, you've got something called Bova the Pack, which is like a. I'm going to chuck all my cigars in this bag then. Pretty much like an automatic humidity sensor. If I if say somebody that. You... Ooh, that was that. That was a little bit of cream on the floor. Uh, it's well, cre- cream retardant carpeting. No, retardant, retarded, retardant. Retardant. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I've left, if it's like, say, someone you know maybe got a load of cigars and then just put them in like a warm room downstairs on a, on a drinks cabinet, let's not say who did that, but say they did. <laughs> asking right? for a friend. Yeah, asking for a friend. If I then put them in with one of these little bags, gel, like little humidor uh, bag that, things, that would... Would, it, would it help them survive? Would uh, it bring them back? months and you'd need a much bigger bova the pack than that they oh, okay. do like um, they are saveable are they uh, maybe, maybe yeah maybe okay. maybe not it's kind of like it's one of those uh, once once the cigar dries out apparently it goes beyond a certain point and then it's because of the oils in the in the tobacco leaves when they're fermented yeah. um once the oils dry out you, you can't re-oil it if you like have they ever tried not, putting beer oil on i there. was gonna say it's not like you can drop a bit of olive oil, oil on there. there and be like oh, oh yeah anti-inflammatory cigars <laughs> Just a little bit of uh, what is it? That's, what's the what's the scent that we all have that we like? The woody one. Oh, the cedar wood. Cedar wood, yeah. A bit of cedar wood cigar. Cedar oil. Mm. Might be a whole new world. New world cigars, cedar wood. So in, okay. instead of those, uh, we've actually got an Oliva Connecticut. You brought more. Holy shit! Of course I have. I wanted to smoke something. These are for Lou. See, these are exclusive, Lou. He is not allowed to smoke I this won't. without I won't. you. Okay. I might hold a picture of Lou next to me and just. <laughs> I, do there with Luke. I send you a picture and it's just a <laughs> green screen. Luke's smoking with me. Luke, smoke your Why cigar. Why does Luke look like he's in South Park Luke, and he's Canadian? Keep smoking. Hey, man. <laughs> look, lucky smoke. <laughs> yeah, lucky smoke. <laughs> right. What are we doing then? Because we, we brought up this. Well, do you want to try the Nika? Have you I, tried that? I much prefer the Nika than the Glenfiddich, so I'm okay. going to have a little well, bit of Nika from the barrel. I'm going to have the Glen. Okay, now what I'm... else is happening? So, we are in December. It is Christmas time, people. I hope you're rock and rolling. Oh, yeah, so the tree, my tree, is in the house. And um, let's just finish that story. It's half a fucking forest. I've had to is. move my entire living room a bit to the right to accommodate this tree. There's <laughs> actually no joke. Like, <laughs> everything had to shift down. So it... <laughs> he sent me a picture earlier, and I looked in it, I was like, wow, that's a really big fucking tree. And then I got here and I was like, oh my God, look at that tree. It and we, did not do it we justice. cut up on the top of it. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's the girth. It's massive. It's, I, I it's think the it's girthiest almost... tree I've ever had. I think it's Lou in Christmas tree form. <laughs> <laughs> it is honestly Christmas so, it's, I, I would say it's at least, what would you reckon, like, I think I'd it's, say it's about wide. six foot wide. I think it's as wide as it is tall. Maybe no, maybe I five. If you ma- five no, foot wide. It's, Do you it's five feet wide. Much wider than five foot. Okay, so near six feet wide. I bring the photo up again. Well, it's eight. It's eight foot tall because the the ceiling living room is eight feet tall and it's touching. Well, it was bending me. over. Like, I had you to look chop at the photo. If the photo's up there. Yeah. Oh, you took one of me. <laughs> yeah, I've got I'll it. That one you up. stood yeah, yeah, yeah. next to the tree. Of course, that's already been. And I think 
Maybe we should get what you, Jeez, one with you, one with you thing. after to like light across. And <laughs> see it as a, a sexy pose. <laughs> this, this is a Glenfiddich twelve-year like cheeky pop. Lex in a thong. Oh, that's a cheeky, cheeky pop. Oh, we like that. Oh. So, oh, it just smells good. Cork doesn't do this one justice. Bottled yeah. nice, cork alcohol. Oh. Yeah. Lovely, mate. A little bit of a... Oh, it's a... It's a pourer. It's not, yeah, it's it's not a glugger. It's a wide, it's a wide, wide neck wide to the bottom. Right, let's pour that. Okay, so what else is going on? There's Christmas treat is in the house. Christmas... Chris is feeling Christmassy. Do you know one weird thing is I am ahead of pretty much all my Christmas presents as well. Yeah? Yeah, and I'm a big fan of Christmas Eve shopping. Or just like Christmas Eve Eve shopping. Because one... When you're under stress, you make decisive choices. You also, that. yeah, that now, and you've paid like 20% more than you should have if you bought it a month ago, but you don't care because you got the right gift. And that's how you know when you've got a good one, because you're like, I'm paying more don't than what I should have. Don't even care if I've paid more. Yes. So right gift. that's what I like about the, yeah, the, uh, the, the panic buying. And also, I just sometimes like... But, but I know I'm good at the panic buying. Like, because I always have ideas of what I'm heading for. And, and, and I've got, I'm good at gift buying. I'm pretty good. But I like looking at the people that are not only panic buying, but also shit at buying gifts. Buying and they're shit. like, they're just stood there and you see they're like looking at something like a, a meat hammer... Or a pair of Grinch slippers. And you're like, who are you buying for? <laughs> the same person. And then yeah. when they look at you and go, yeah. which one? And like, who's it for? My nan. Does she, hit, does she beat lambs to death or something? I don't know. No, it was the, me. <laughs> yeah. And you're just on the sheer panic in their eyes. And I always love the ones as well where you get, I love the moments where you get to drag in one of the shopping assistants and put them under pressure as to which <laughs> gift you should buy. You know which one you're going to buy, but you just think for your own amusement, I'm going to look panicked. I'm going to drag this poor girl in and be like, which one my mum like better? And then you pretend to wear the, like, the sparkly sequin <laughs> and you try and find one with medals on it that's absolutely horrendous. <laughs> you see if which one they'll pick. The sequin one or the one with military medals on it. Nice. Who's it for? My mum. Uh, and then sometimes you get a good one though and you go, I think I've got, I think I could, I think you should just come have a look at this thing first. And then they take you to some completely different and you're like, okay, you're good. So when you're picking up lingerie and, and the woman's like, oh, so it's, 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 for, it's, it's a your mouth. No, it's my, my nan. <laughs> my nan. <laughs> She's recently single and I'm trying to get her back out there. <laughs> She's on Tinder. You shopping for your nan. In M&S. That would be a best place. In, in, in M&S. Trying on massive sexy pants. <laughs> And then walking up to the lady in the store who's a bit elderly and plumping, being like, what size are you? And then measuring her up with the sexy pants. Oh, that is a day. <laughs> that is a fun day. <laughs> oh, imagine if you got one who got really into it. And was like, oh, I'll try those on for you, well, love. I'm single. I'll try those on for you, love. I am single, so I'm going to M&S tomorrow. <laughs> Get yourself a sugar mama. Going to M&S oh. looking in the lounge hey, section. Don't turn your nose up at a discount on M&S food. <laughs> this, is, this isn't just any nana. This is an M&S nana. This is an S&M nana. <laughs> S &M nana. Oh, Jesus. Okay, it's going dark. So we've gone from Christian shoes to S&M nana. That was a good tangent. I think that's one of the best. That was a very big tangent. So I've bought the girthiest tree I think I've ever bought. I've bought bigger trees, but not girthier. Um, 
then currently I've gone with now here's a here's this is where we all come a cropper. Do you go traditional gold, red and green? Because this year I've gone red and white. And See, do you know what? I kind of like it. And I've always been a traditional gold, red and green. I I never really had too much. Um, this is why we're smoking cigars today, because the conversation is super girly. I just, yeah, we got to claw back some man points. Yeah. Um, I never really had that much. Not, I don't want to say I didn't have a say. I just didn't really care that much about the color. Really? Unless the color of the tree was different. Mate, so tree have you heard about, there is now black Christmas trees. Yeah. Get, get Take your stupid idea, <laughs> shine it up real nice, turn it sideways, and then get someone else to shove it up your bum because you don't deserve to know when it's coming. <laughs> so so we, we've just established that Lex is probably not a fan get of black Christmas bent. trees. Black Christmas trees. Jesus I like I mean, your, light your cigar and calm down. That okay. was some middle-aged white dude that thought that up, wasn't it? Christ. <laughs> oh. Black Christmas trees matter. Uh, well, you know who's got one of those, don't you? The Kardashian dicks. <laughs> mm. They've definitely got a black Christmas tree. With, Ooh! With, with nude coloured decorations. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's cover <laughs> nude decorations. Yeah, I bet they freaking do. <laughs> you know they yeah, do. Yeah, you know they do. When, when they brought out a whole range of fitness gear in nude colour. Oh, yeah. Because you know, you know that's going to be flattering. Yeah. Jesus. Um, what else were we saying? Um, oh, yeah. What's happening with... Here's what's happening with the football. Uh, I think it's England uh, did some football and probably lost. I don't watch it at all and I don't care. I but apparently there's some football on. I didn't even know the football was on until I was going to the gym on the weekend and then there was people coming from the football game, which is right next to the gym ground, uh-huh. coming away at like 12 o'clock. And I was like, fuck my life. I normally miss all of this traffic and all of these people because I come earlier to the gym. So why is this happening to me now? And then my housemate says to me in the car, he's like, oh, um, well, England are playing later. So they it, do their game earlier. And I was like, it's England not- are playing. And he was like, yes, yeah, the World Cup. Is it World Cup? I was yeah. about to say it's not World Cup, is it? I'm pretty it sure is it a World is. Cup. I'm pretty sure it is. I think it we is. suck anyway. Do we not ever do well? Do we? The only reason I saw it is I saw a meme or something pop up on so. Instagram of a footballer crying. And I was like, "Yeah, figures." I didn't even read what the words said. I'm sure it was meant to be funny. I was just well, like, "No, that's the sport." Do you remember? So when I was younger, so I don't know if this happened to you, but my parents always used to watch the World Cup. I f- think they felt like some sort of no, no, patriarchal. No, no. There was a point where football was awesome. Yeah. When you had footballers that would like get stamped on and keep running no, off. See, here's like where Vinnie I'm going Jones, with this. The Vinnie Jones era. See, here's where I'm going with Cantona this. when he... Went, I mean, the dude front kicked a fan with studs on. Legend. Well, dude, the last memory of a World Cup I have is Zinedine Zidane headbutting someone in the chest yes! and dropping him like and a the, sack of And the guy dropped like he'd been shot by a sniper. Which I'm pretty sure it probably felt like <laughs> it. Like the, Zidane has a massive head and he hit him full throttle with that to the chest. That was the golden era of football. That was that great. Is all gone. I don't remember much about football after that. I think, no, well, I just gave up yeah, on it. Yeah, I think, that, you know, up. my parents, I think it was like a patriarchal cycle when the World Cup came well, my on. Mom and were just like, sis- oh, yeah, my sister's a mum football Football mad. Hate it. They just not mad. interested. And they were, yeah, they they absolutely love it. And um, yeah, I can. Oh, I just I like I like playing it. I just can't. Like when they fall down, I just think there should be a one stamp rule. Yeah. Like if you're on the floor, if you go down, the nearest person to you should be allowed to stamp you once. <laughs> As a choice, you give away a foul, but you get to stamp and you're not carded. So that way, if you go down and you're diving. <laughs> 
the dude that, can be like, gonna, gonna that, get, I'm going to use my foul stamp. That's like that old dark, bang. That old dark rollerball film. Have you ever seen that? Rollerball rings a bell. So it's like a roll. You know the whole rollerball, yeah, derby thing where derbies. basically it's. I think it's mainly. Forgive me if it's not, but like I think it's mainly a women's sport. They go around on roller skates, but they're like smashing oh, they're into violent. each other. Yeah. yeah, they're savages, aren't they? Well, this was. I think a it's really, just mainly because there's more women that can roller skate better than men. That it's. Yeah, it's more sport. than likely. Yeah. So there was an old film. I'm pretty sure like 70s or 80s called Rollerball. I think it was, and it was a really dark film. And basically, it was like a fight to the death. Yeah. There was some really gruesome shit went on it for an old film and then they made a remake of it oh, and recently it, uh, like I think early 2000s so okay. it was like quite a recent remake for what it was look at the purge on that we got a full flamethrower tonight Lex is burning off the excess ammonia inside of his cigar so it can taste smoother right now <laughs> that's gotta be an advert that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to clip that send that to a lever and be like do you want to use this he's in a Christmas t-shirt oh that's my you have a lot of alarms. So I do. So this is his productivity like hack. That. That's this... my two o'clock alarm. That's my four o'clock alarm. That's my have a cup of tea alarm. So this is productivity hack that I engaged about three years ago and it goes off every day. So I have a 8, 8 a.m. Regardless, like I'm up way earlier, like half five, six a.m. in the morning. But I have an yeah. 8 a.m. alarm to know where I am. A 12, a 4, and an 8. So four alarms that go off every single day without fail. Eight, eight 12, 12, four, four and eight. eight. So I know every four hourly interval. I used to do two hourly, but it used to piss me off because I was usually deep in the process of something. Out, yeah. That's it. And it brings yeah. you out. And it's if you look into the, the science behind it, um, the neurological science, if you break focus when you are in the zone, so you're so deep into it, it can take up to 20 minutes to oh, re-engage that This is the problem focus. with me and, and the idiot. That's exactly me. So if I'm in a flow... Don't try and talk to me. Don't come in. Don't. But if somebody walks in and does something, I will look at you like you've stabbed me in the nuts because I you've just pulled, you you've pulled me just out happened. of a really good flow. Yeah. And it takes me so long to get into one. But when I'm in it, I can be in it for hours and I get shit done. But if people keep popping in or people things keep happening, this is when I, this is why I don't get shit done yeah. because again, it's about twenty minutes to get back in, twenty minutes to get yeah. back in. But if that's happening every hour or an hour and a half and i think we, need, we need to four hours a day we need getting to back in. define that flow as well like when you when you're on point when you're in the zone it's where you're not thinking about what you're doing you're just going oh yeah you just you're not going everything oh i need to do this oh i need to do that you're just like yeah yeah and off things are happening you're not overthinking it it just works and that's what we're talking about breaking and you're the cycle not, and, you, and you don't get distracted nothing else is pulling you it doesn't matter like, you've got like tunnel vision boom, you're yeah. in and you're rolling and, yeah. and it's yeah they, they actually reckon like uh, they measured um pupil dilation on people when they got into this zone and they reckon the pupils um uh didn't dilate they narrowed like they had a tunnel vision Hmm. So they were like, nothing mattered. They didn't need peripheral vision. Ooh. So pupils... That'd be really interesting if you could just put a time-lapse camera on top of the laptop that you just could, like, if you 4K'd it... And just then to just, see. Just if you could get it to last for an hour, just to see how the pupils react. That'd be mm. quite cool. Oh, that would be quite cool. I'm going anyway, do that with that GoPro. Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you, sir. Yes. Spoiled. And to all the viewers. And Lou, I'm so sorry you couldn't be here, buddy. I know you've had a very busy weekend, um, but Lex isn't allowed to touch these cigars without you. And obviously you've got 15 and the 18-year-old. I'll, I'll put them over here on the, on the special slab. The zebras. And then you've got the 15 and the 18-year-old to go through with the 12-year-old to do a bit of a mixer with it. Well. So I want to tell you a Christmas story. A funny one. 
Yeah, like, I think so. There is a bit of a there is a bit of a, a serious life lesson at don't the end of it, down. but um, it's quite an embarrassing story for me. Yes, I think now that I look back on it, I'm you know I think it is quite embarrassing. So um, we used to have very big family Christmases, so it's like a big thing. We either spent it with our cousins or yeah. they came to us. What happened to that dude? Uh, well, my parents broke up. And now I'm going to cry. No, I'm just Jealous. kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lexi's mom and dad. No, if you're no, watching. So, no, no I, actually, I didn't, um, for, I didn't grow up with a solid... Uh, I had a father figure, but my dad left before I can... You know when you your memory of your father... My memory of my father is the guy who stepped in. Nice. Yeah, so That's I don't good actually in a way, cause, Yeah, because yeah. I think you have the stability from that, don't you? This I is... can make a real... I can tell you a really sad story. Oh, God. Of this. Well, should we, should let me we... tell you my embarrassing one first. Let's so we can just, just take just, the edge off the darkness that you're going to bring. Piano music. <laughs> yeah, so, no, it's really quick. I remember apparently what happened was, um, and hey, fuck all you guys that do this to any anybody. And if you've ever done this, fuck, fuck you. I feel like it's going to be a yeah. really big moment coming on here. I feel like I need to like... No, no, no. It's it's one that's like... It's it's my mum told it about me. It's not like I remember doing it, but I just remember my, hearing it from my mum and being like... You know, a little bit like... Oh, I was so... I was so innocent. <laughs> and uh, basically... So my, my biological father... I think I was... I couldn't remember it, so I've got to be... But I was talking. And I understood money. So I reckon... Three... Trick about that yeah. kind of understand that money buys stuff, coin yeah. makes food, kind of yeah, thing. Says. Apparently, they were walking together, and it was just in the middle of somewhere, a park. He just basically told my mum, I can't do this, and I'm moving to America or some shit or whatever, leaving. I'm leaving one of the two. And uh, he leaves, and my mum starts to get really upset. So I noticed my mum's now upset. And um, and I asked her, she was like, What's wrong? Um. Yeah, and uh, and she's she's obviously trying to hide a little bit. She goes, "Oh, no, oh, nothing. I'm just just worried about money." And previously to the this whole scenario starting, I'd been given a pound coin, and I apparently mum says I just looked at her and went, "Don't worry, mum. I've got lots of money." And then just held up this oh, little pound coin, coin. this little oh, golden God. savior. I was like, "Don't you worry, I got us." And uh, heartbreaking, isn't it? I don't really want to tell my story now. Like that's well, if it's more elevating than that. But all, but hey, look, I turned out fine. My mum couldn't have been, you know, better. And uh, you know, it, it isn't the end of the world. Just because, I mean, what what did I lose? An, an asshole that didn't care. What else have you lost from your life other than somebody who may otherwise have just been bitter and uninterested? Anyway, see, his real twist in it is, I had both my parents growing up all the way through. Yeah. And then, as a result of an affair by, by my mother oh. for 18 months, um, I no longer have a relationship with her. And in a strange twist of the tale, even though I had my mum growing up all the way through my childhood, I didn't ever have a good relationship with her. And now, strangely, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. I haven't spoken to her for nearly a decade. What? And I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Do you not think that maybe it's time to let not go? yet? No, uh, I'm not holding anything. I'm not in a position where, like, when I speak about her, I'm like, "Oh, this horrible woman! She did this. She tore our family apart, and, th- and this, that, and the but, other." But she did that because you just said those very quickly. 
she, so that happened, did it? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Oh yeah, it tore everybody apart. There was yeah. there was all sorts of problems. Uh, my sister, bless her, suffered for years and years to to regain a relationship with her. There was some very very nasty shit went on where like um, my mum's boyfriend now partner, I guess he he's called that um, threatened her, um, and the police got involved. Oh, and who threatened her? Uh, so my uh, my sister was threatened. By my mum's boyfriend. What? Yes, as a seventeen-year-old girl, and he was a forty-something-year-old man at the time. Oh, he wouldn't have been able to walk if I'd have heard about. I know, and I did say the same sort of thing. Yeah. So there was there was a few controversial things. That was kind of the nail in the coffin for me. I was like, wow. How she let him do that? Yeah, because the police were involved. So Zoe, my sister, involved the police wanted to press charges or find an official report and my mum actually backed him. So I yeah, was like... this is... This what? is... How, how much had he played on her mentally and stuff like that? Like, mm. she was obviously vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Not excusing her by any means, but the, it's a pattern. This isn't, this isn't an unusual occurrence where no. they suddenly back the stranger of a family. Yeah. Because what that strange, what those clever people do is they separate you and segregate you. Mm. It's a, and people think they're smart and clever. They're one hundred and one carbon copies of each other. It's just a very efficient method of yeah. of uh, manipulating somebody too. But Zoe suffered with that yeah. terribly after that, and she 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 went through this phase of like I should not speak to my mum because of what's gone on, but I really need a relationship with my mum. And the conversation I had with her, I just said, hey, look. I'm not going to judge you for this. If you need a relationship with mum, then go and have one with her. But yeah. please don't put me in a position where you're trying to force one with me and her. Because if the time should ever come right, I'll know. Yeah. And I will take the step. But I haven't missed it up and until mm. now. Strangely. So. But you started to miss it recently. No. Oh, but you just said up until now. As in, yeah, like to this very point. So still up to yeah, this point. Not, not, not missing right. anything at all. It's it's not like I can't. There's not. So like with my dad, there's there's very select moments throughout my life that I could pick and choose where he's drastically influenced the man that I've become. Yeah. With certain traits, certain little sayings and stuff my that he said. Did that for yeah. Me. What's just, the things that you talk on? So because um, these are really nice memories when you get back. On. Just simple things like think first. Uh, think first before you say anything. And I know it sounds so simple, but the amount of times where yeah. I've had... Have you ever watched an Elon Musk interview? Where, especially with Joe Rogan. He asks him a question and he... You can see him weighing up every possible response. Just yeah. tick, 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 go. And doesn't care about the gap. No. Doesn't care about because that awkward he silence. Actually he actually yeah. thinks about it. Do you know what's funny? I, from So, ex-relationships that you've had... That some some ended bad, some end just peter out, don't they? I had I always had some really nice relationships with their parents, and like not having a father in like the traditional sense. Uh, if some some of my ex partners had fathers, some absolute lacking in balls, and I was like, mm-hmm. cool, that's not how to be a man in any way, shape, or form. I learned that lesson. But on other sides, there was proper men, men, and I remember being obviously younger as well. One of my uh, ex's fathers was a proper bloke like he'd grown up fighting he'd, he'd pulled himself out of like a gutter situation he yeah. was uh he was very talented in ways he wouldn't expect but had taken a very hard job line to support mm. his family and i was always just like he could have been a pro golfer this guy but he yeah. chose instead to be something very different 
Um, he says he was a prison warden. Dad made the same sacrifice with us because he was on Red Star, which was the main railway service in in Britain, mm. um, and he was the area parcel manager for the whole of the Midlands. So even back in the eighties, when he was doing it, he was in charge of two and a half million quid's worth of parcels a week. So oh, I saw that responsibility. And and Ooh. then, right, he decides he's going to jack that all in and buy a butchery business in Baston Hill, where I live currently. Balls. And he, well, after the um, divorce, mate, balls, he was man. left with multiple, multiple amounts of debt. Really? Yeah, huge amounts. He took it on the chin, gave mum a 55% value of the house. What? Yeah, don't. And that's why he... Yeah, so that can leave you a bit of context. Yeah, like, well, what are you doing? It, yeah. No, it just it proved to me the values that he had. He's like, take yeah. it. Yeah. Take it. I'll take it on the chin. I'll, you know. But he was uh, just like, get out. Yeah, just Whatever like, let, away, let's, let's, let's move on. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and happily, and I am so happy for him, he's remarried. Oh, Yeah, nice. about five, six years now as well. And you're just like, oh, Good. so Except. just happy to see him happy. That's mm. the nice thing about it. Like, because it was 29 years of marriage before all that come unstuck. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's your life gone. That's, that is. Three yeah. kids. Yeah, three decades. Wow, that's a life. Yeah. That's a whole life. That's a whole child, adolescence, teenage, into mm. semi-adult life to a full adult. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, Christ. We. Well, what's, what's really brutal, right? So, and I'm going to put this out on the podcast because, like, none of my family's ever going to see it. But um, my mum insisted that when we went over to my brother's wedding, uh, we knew about what she'd done. But we kept it quiet from my brother because of the wedding. Oh, so he thought your mum and dad were fine. And, oh. Although after we left and went home, he actually messaged me and my sister and said, "Mum and dad going to break up." Ah, uh, okay. So they couldn't. What do you say to that though? Yeah. What do you say to that? Yeah, but I'd tell them at a point. Mm. But to scoot back to the thing I learned, back to a positive, that man who chose to be a prison warden instead of a golfer. And I kept telling him all the time, go and teach golfers. Like he was beating pro golfers. He beat people in in tournaments who were on PGA tours. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But um, and so I remember saying to him, well, I said, well, just on the weekends, just coach, charge a hundred pounds an hour. Yeah. Like he was known in the club. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but he looked like a boxer. This is the best part of it. He looked like a boxer. His nose broken numerous times. He just looked savage. He was like a. He looked like a like a a, a rugby forward. He was. Like, you wouldn't mess. And um, I remember him saying to me, he said, whenever you get in a discussion with somebody, let them talk. And it all that stuck with me. And you know why? Because he was trained in hostage negotiation. And he said, you just let them talk because they will make mistakes. Silence is the most powerful tool. It really is. And there's times when I want to fill silence and, and I always dig a hole if I do that. Stay and there's down. times where that has jumped into my head where it's like, stay quiet, let them talk. Every time that happens, I come out on top. Yeah. Every time. So that, and it's funny what sticks with you though. I don't remember where that conversation happened. I just remember asking him, I remember asking him about his qualification for the job because he had some cool things that he'd gone for. Because even in the job, he'd gone for stuff. And I remember he was at hostage negotiation. I was like, what? He was like, yeah. I said, what's the what's the thing you learned from that? And I remember him telling me that, let the other person talk. Whenever you're in an argument or in a discussion, leave a silence that's awkward and they will fill it and they will make mistakes. 
Yeah, and sometimes they'll talk themselves out of whatever it was that they were pushing uh, yeah, towards yeah. because of the signs. Yeah. They just expect the void to be filled, don't yeah. they? That's, yeah, it's yeah. great. And it really does. I need to do that more. It's so, it, yeah. it's something that I learned when I was going through sales training and stuff for um, the online business and that. That was one of the things was say your intro and then shut up. Mm. Stop fucking talking was actually what was written on the sales script. Yeah. Uh, Lou's mentioned for, that before. Yeah, just stop. Yeah. Yeah, and and it, it, it makes them commit to yeah, something to just, an answer. Well, you just and that's even that's at the close, at the start of the call. <clears throat> so if if you've pre-framed the call and somebody's coming on, so for example, I obviously do well-being, um, and nutrition and bits and pieces and stuff outside the crypto. So if somebody comes on the call and they know what they're coming to me for, I don't need to talk. Of course, I yeah. just say. So, why are we on this call right now? And mean? then shut up. Yeah. The amount of times you want to interject because <clears throat> of this, because of that, just don't. The worst calls I've ever had are when I've interjected yeah. and stopped the flow of conversation because <clears throat> here's a great sales tactic. The more um, pain that somebody's inside of about the problem that they're having, the easier they are to commit to solving that problem with you. Which is where they can be taken advantage of by yeah. unscrupulous individuals. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and and obviously, if if it's known to us who run legitimate businesses, it is known to these scammers yeah. and these people that yeah. are looking to just extort people. Unfortunately, so. But yeah, but, it's funny. There's some. Do you know there's other dumb stuff though that stuck with me? Like sometimes I can't remember. Like there there will be a moment where you come in and there'll be somebody in the house and I won't remember your name, and I'll have seen you like. Say it's Sunday now. I'll have seen you today and it'll be Wednesday. Yeah. And my brain will just go. <laughs> and it just, it just wipes your name from my memory yeah. as if it's playing a trick on me. It, honestly, God, I swear, sometimes I feel my brain is this other little entity. I talked about this before, like whenever in interviews and things like that, I will say something that even seems wisdomous to, my, to me and it's coming out of my mouth. And I'll be like, Good one, brain. It's like, yeah, I know. Lock that away for you, Lex. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember saying in an interview, I remember saying, uh, I don't know if I just, I think we just talked on this last podcast, but I remember I was being interviewed about, um, you know, just motivation to do something. As, and, and as I was talking, my brain just came up with, if you complain about something and do nothing to change what you're complaining about, you have no right to complain about that again. Yeah. And the I mean, interview was doing it, it was at the time, uh, I think it was Noel Mack at the time because it was in the, the golden era. And um, he went, oh, that's good, dude. I went, I know. <laughs> I had no, it was no, yeah, my brain, came, it's a bizarre thing when your brain comes up with something you're not expecting. But this is, this is, I think this is part, part of my ADHD. I think there are genuinely, my brain separates off into, into different zones. Like it doesn't connect properly. It do, that's where the flow's lost. I'm almost separated from it. It's bizarre. But yeah, it comes up with weird stuff. So other things that it'll do to me though is like that, wipe, it'll wipe your name. Like my best friends, like, through sometimes it, and it's a simple name it was like Sam or Mark it's not a comp, it's not like I'm trying to remember Hosea or something yeah. odd. Um, I remember one time I so when I was younger I used to always stay around at my mate John Hatch's house shout out John he's killing it went from being a naughty boy in school to teaching primary school to getting out to France teaching in a private school in Paris where he had like the likes of Johnny Depp's kids. I don't know if Johnny Depp has kids, but you know, like that level. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, wasn't Johnny yeah. Depp, it was somebody else, but Johnny Depp always jumps into my head. Yeah. The kids would like be brought in Rolls Royces by the driver, Amazing. the parents, you know, that kind of thing. And, and it was an English speaking school in Paris. Brilliant. So and he got in there. And so he went, and the reason he got that was because he worked in a dog shit school in England and did it for a year and did so well, they gave him a glowing reference, which got him to this job in France, which he went for because he met a girl in 
Barit surfing and like fell in love with her. Was like I'm moving to France to be with her. <laughs> I just got this girl. job. He now works in Geneva, teaching in like this fully supported. They even gave me like a house budget and everything to, to move <laughs> there to buy a home and everything. Killing it. Naughty kid expelled from one school. Now teaching in Geneva. Just honestly. Um, but I used to hang out at his house pretty much every weekend. He, he was like their surrogate son. Like, and that was only because, John, you know this, because you refused to sleep at anyone else's house. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was a nightmare to get him to come and stay at yours. Like, so he all just stayed at his all the time. Uh, fair play to Mike and Viva's mum and dad who put up with us for years, years and years and years. Although I did pay, pay you back, John, by getting you a B in uh, biology because I was behind him in, a, in a, one of the A-level exams and I finished my test quick because I like biology so I had like 20 minutes left over and, and just because his name his last name was Hatch and mine's Griffin we, we just happened to be I was behind yeah. him in the exam room and so I was finished and I was like had my hand head on my uh, elbows like on my arms like lying down like done and I was like dude he's struggling with anything and he just like put his paper up like as if he was reading it, and then he just tapped the questions Thumbed that he was so and I just dictated behind the answer. <laughs> He's predicted a D, and he got a B. That's amazing. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah, we were close, man. And um, one time, I used to go there on a Friday, and then we'd stay until Sunday, and then come home. I'd go back on his school bus and do that. It was a whole thing. It was cool. Like, and his bus was the naughty bus. There was always trouble on his bus because it was the double decker, and it was going back to Burnley. I, I, and uh, but when when uh, there was one time I didn't go back on a Friday, but our other mate Pete Mitchell did, and I got there on the Saturday morning, and I remember I got there in the morning early, and uh, they'd watched Top Gun or something the night before, and I'd missed it, and that was like we used to watch the same movies. It was either Top Gun, Demolition Man, or a Steven Seagal movie where he broke many bones, and uh, <laughs> I remember I said something. Um, about not going to do something. And then John turned to Pete, and this is so bizarre why your brain remembers this, but it's seared into my memory. He went, oh, it's something about shaving. And and they were talking about shaving for him because we were at 15. So obviously conversations at that time are like, I don't know. Do you have hairs on your balls? Yeah. And can you shave? Yeah, shaving, football probably at that time, or basketball for us. How, how centered is my center parting? <laughs> <laughs> do you have any spare gel and also something to do with shaving your body so John was the first of us who shaved his chest I remember that um, and he said we was talking about shaving and I said and, and he said to Pete he turned away we know how to shave and Pete went against the grain and it's a, <laughs> and it's a simple line from Top Gun where he's in the in the shower in the bathroom or something shaving and I remember in that exact moment feeling so left out because you were there. Because I missed it, and it was it was FOMO times infinity, like, and it for that. Damaging. Why FOMO. is that seared into my brain? Because yeah, I will forget your name on a Wednesday. Because there's stronger emotion mixed it's, with that, mate. It's that, you know is, that, that, you, that's the reason because it's emotionally charged memory. Neurologically speaking, right? This is fact as well. I'm not spitting some bullshit here. Um, information plus emotion equals a long term memory. That's the calculation. So the only reason you have long-term memories beyond a certain date is because there is a massive emotional charge behind it. 
Not necessarily just because you're like, oh, that really means something to me. Oh, I'm in love in that moment. Oh, that was stressful. It can be that the music that was played at that moment in time was something that made you happy as a child and was playing at that moment and it burned that memory in. The memory itself might mean absolutely jack shit, but the music can trigger enough emotion in you to store that memory. Do you know what makes me get better at learning something? I put on the album Zero Seven, Simple Things. Yeah. Because I played it on repeat loop at uni when I was cram revising for exams. And now when I put it on, it makes my brain switch in learning, yeah, mode. learning mode. I'm yeah. Pavlov's dog, mate. Neurological I'm one of connection. Pavlov's dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Ring a bell, I will slobber. 100%. You could get me doing that in like eight hours, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be one of them guys. Bell, mince pie. Fourth mince pie, I'm dribbling by the time the bell comes. Like, I'm telling you. Have you ever had hypnotherapy? Uh, I, I tried to be hypnotized once at uni, and it did couldn't hypnotize me. Yeah. But whereas my mate, well, was he a mate? He was an acquaintance. Went up there and got hypnotized, and genuinely, like, he had this guy screaming in Chinese about losing a bet uh, like whenever a sound came on yeah. and he refused to believe it happened to him even to the, like even weeks afterwards like shut up he thought we were all taking the piss like it all yeah. joined together Just to, to keep this, this lie joke. going wow. he was genuinely irately screaming in what he believed to be chinese <laughs> <laughs> at this yeah about losing a bet that's amazing yeah so, but some people are just not susceptible to it. No, that's it. There's only like one in five, neurologically speaking, that has a brainwave pattern that makes them susceptible to... Do you reckon if you meditate a lot, you could try and make yourself susceptible to it? I 100%, yeah, of course yeah. you can. I think that it comes down to the whole um, thoughts thoughts become things. Yeah. Um, I use that a lot inside the wellbeing group, is, is you are constantly either reinforcing a story or breaking it. Mm. yeah so if you're saying to yourself i can be hypnotized i can be hypnotized i can be hypnotized i can be hypnotized then when you go there you're going to believe it so much that that's why there's these these crazy stories around um i don't know if you've uh, like i've done a lot of study into um the natural healing in in cancer and things like that where you've got different roots of raw foods organic foods juices fasting alone and then you've got some people who just look to god and there is some crazy well, it's belief, stories out there. It? It's, it's, just, it's it. just a positive. So you see these people who are seemingly fine until they're diagnosed, and all of a sudden they go rapidly downhill. Yeah. Whereas if they hadn't, you just don't know. Like what would have happened if they never found out? Would they just suddenly pop off one day, but have been okay all the way up to that point? Or maybe would they have just? Well, here, here's my theory around some of it. Right, is that uh, first of all, there's uh, some people who call it the placebo effect. Mm-hmm. However, I believe it's the lack of stress effect because if you believe you're truly doing something to that can actually cure you you believe that the faith that you have in god the juice that you're drinking the fact that you're not eating mm-hmm. will cure you can you imagine the release of cortisol that yeah. you'd have like the lack of cortisol well no, it and release cortisol if you work the other way and yeah and that's panic, it panic, panic, and panic. if you're panic 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 what's the most catabolic substance to our body yeah, cortisol. cortisol. Yeah. So imagine if you're constantly stressed and inflamed state. Yeah. You're Plus all your hormones come fully out of whack. That's Estrogen's it. Estrogen's up, test is down. And if you can just release. So goes, everything goes. So if you can relieve that cortisol level through yeah. faith. Imagine or- if cortisol is elevated, you'll feel tired. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going, I interrupted you. No, it's all right. No, no, no. I was, I was done there. So I'm going to tell you my Christmas story. Because we're going to do that, and then then you like... Is it, are we back onto the... You hijack me. 
Did I have with like some real, some real, yeah, with the sad pound story? Like, let's do yours, yeah. Go on then. So, hang on, is this happy? We don't even bumming people. No, this is this is this is this is kind of like embarrassing for me. But there is like a quite a strong lesson inside of it, I think, and that's what I've come to use it as and leverage it inside the wellbeing group. But it is quite funny and embarrassing in one sense. So we used to always do family Christmases, and they were big. And then this one year we did really big. So my mum's cousin was a general manager of a hotel and the hotel shut for Christmas and she was like is there any chance and so we did so we had like 40 45 members of cousins second cousins third cousins my direct family everyone was there right wow I can't even describe to you on Christmas day the length of the table and the amount of fucking food that was put on there you were just like what a thing what took like five or six um, of the parents to be cooking the Christmas dinner to make sure everything came together at the time but the story actually starts on Christmas Eve so um, I might or might not be 14 years old at this time (laughs) and um we're going to bed, <laughs> and uh, so we're, we've all got our own set. I was going to say, at point you you're doing a few things, and one of them is wanking furiously. Is this where this is going? No, it's not, actually. <laughs> so um, we all have our own hotel rooms, because the hotel's that big. So I have a separate hotel room. They're 14, just balling. That's it. So um, my little sister says to my parents... Um, How's Santa going to get in my room? Oh, clever. Yeah. How's Santa going to get in my room? And my parents say to my sister, we go, just leave the door on the latch because no chimney down into your individual rooms. And if it's locked... Oh, the main door. Uh, yeah, so like... I the think, main hotel I think door there was a massive... No, 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 no. On your individual rooms. Oh, okay. So we're all family anyway, aren't we? So um, she says, you've got to leave the latch um, open on your door because Santa will come down the fireplace there, massive giant fireplace, yeah. okay? And then he's going to go and visit all the kids' rooms and stuff, okay? So I hear this and I'm like, okay, right. <laughs> You're trying to catch Santa. So <laughs> I I go, I'm getting ready for bed, go to go to bed. And um, my cousin knows this, by the way, as well. That's what's hilarious about this is, uh, so I lay my Santa sack out on the edge of the bed like this. I'm going to tuck myself up into bed. I'm about to get into bed. My cousin walks through the door. His name's Wes. Still very good friends with him. And uh, he says, oh, so you got your Santa sack out there. He's like, yeah, dad couldn't afford to get me one uh, this year. I was like, oh, okay. And then the penny dropped. Santa wasn't fucking real. But dad couldn't afford to get you a Santa sack and that's what did it? That's what dropped it at 14 fucking years old. 14's quite old though, bro. 14's very old, dude. And I swear to God, if my dad had creep into my fucking room on Christmas Eve and fill that sack up, mate, I would still believe right now. Okay? I wish I still like, was 100% on it. Imagine the Four- joy. 14 years old, mate. That fuck it, that was ruined for me. Dude, you did well to 14. Most of 12, Max. Yeah. I just ignored it all. I just shut it off, mate. My cousin was the same. He got to about 13 before he figured it out. I don't even think my sister was that old. I think she was like seven or eight. Yeah, I think she figured it out before me. I feel sorry for those kids, though. It's horrible, dude. 14, I was crushed. I was crushed. And like I say, and and the reason I tell that story is embarrassing is for me because I'm pretty sure I lost my virginity at 15. <laughs> you, so I was like, breaking I, just point. I was like, right. Santa's not real, right? That's it. Drink, that's drug, it. sex. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm going down the dark I path. There's no naughtiness. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> right, well, we'll see about that one. <laughs> I was like, your dad was making so hard to keep you with it. He's and staying really on track every time. He's really good up to December. <laughs> 
But do you know what? Um, my parents were shocked. They were like, you were really 14 before you I figured that out. before when you said I was 14 at the time. Yeah. And, I, and do you know what? I genuinely think we lose too much of that shit as adults. The reason I tell that story inside my wellbeing group and to, to strangers and stuff is because, like, what do you believe in unequivocally, no matter the doubt that creeps in and around these days? You, we're too quick to listen to the bullshit of other people mm. instead of just going, like, blind faith, I'm in on that. Yeah. Let's go. Like, I believe... Yeah. I know it's a crazy fat guy jumping down the chimney. Oh, but it's crazy. such a good story. I love it, mate. And um, everything about it. Like, honestly, my favourite movie still for Christmas. And it trumps all of the shit. Like, even, honestly, I'm going to say something here that's going to annoy a lot of you. <laughs> even more than Die Hard, I love oh, oh. the Santa Claus movies. Yeah, I love that. All three of them. They, um, the original one is fantastic. I don't know why, but Tim Allen just nails it. And he is back this year on Netflix with a series. But that's ace. It's not quite no. as good. Well, I've I've only watched the first twenty minutes of the first episode because I kinda wanna do a binge of it closer to Christmas Eve. Yeah. Like I wanna do a full binge. But honest to God, like nothing makes Christmas more Christmas to me than finishing on Christmas Eve Santa Claus three. And just watching Jack Frost get melted by the cuddle of a child and become good again. And just like, mm, Christmas. And I will sit there and I put myself into a childlike state. I sit there enjoying it as if I'm a kid. I, 100%, that and, oh my God, have you seen uh, Have you seen Klaus, the movie? The cartoon movie Klaus. Oh my God. It is on a par with the Santa Claus. And the first time I watched that... I don't care. It made me cry. It it brought me to happy tears. It's such a beautiful story. And I was in full Christmas kid mode, sitting, and I had no, no clue what I was watching. I had no idea. And it's this really heartfelt story of this... I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't seen it. But basically, it's a, it's a, it's a twist on the Santa tale. It's called Klaus. K-L-A-U-S, I think. It was on Netflix. If it's not, find it. Sit down and watch it in the, in a Christmas childlike mood. It's beautiful. The animation's amazing. It's a great story. And it is just a twist on Santa Claus that you are oh, so good. But do you not think that's what we're missing as adults? Like that, I think that's the elixir I to life. I don't think I'm missing that. I think I am still a child. That's what I mean. For the majority of people, they yeah. miss being a kid. I, yeah. Right now, I'm supposed like, to be a full grown adult worrying about bills and bullshit like that. And most days when I wake up, I'm thinking about what's the best cereal to have. <laughs> yeah, but like, like you just, I think, uh, but that's like presence. It's yeah. pure presence. As and a child, I was far more tough, present. Got me through some tough situations. Yeah, I've gone through. I've gone through. I've gone through adult situations. I've gone through divorce. I've gone through separations. I've gone through, you know, relationships that unfaithful relationships and all that kind of stuff. I've been through all that, but I've never lost the child inside who just likes silly, stupid things. And but also, on an emotional level, I can still channel that inner kid. Mm. And I think that's. I think when you lose that, I think a bit you dies. That's why I'm so unapologetic with that with that story, mate. Because like when I we and we've had this conversation even tonight, dude. I would like, love to have been 14 and still believing in Santa. Well, I I I'm literally sure I, I I I'm pretty sure. Oh, 
Eddie Hawn soldier. Ooh, that I wouldn't have hair on my fingers anymore. Th- that's that's Ooh, when that you've is... got a fat thumb and you flick the. Uh... That is warm. Yeah. What did I do then? You you've pushed it across with your oh. thumb. Oh. <laughs> oh, I just I just if you can't if you're not watching, I just blow torch my hand. And he is toasted the crap out of his cigar. Oh, look how red that finger is. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, that jumped right up the cigar. So oh, for, that now looks like a marshmallow ready so for, for the your audience at home, the proper setting for lighting the cigar should be about that. And let's just put it to that. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I've got no hair left on those fingers. Channeling the inner child in him. <laughs> what does that do? My <laughs> inner child went, I'm not dead. Cool. <laughs> Well, I honestly, yeah, embrace the inner child, man. I think the inner child has got me through tough situations because it, it's it's that that kind of luckless joy that you just you don't require any luck or anything like that. Just things are gonna be happy and good. Well, I think part of it for me as well, like with that like unequivocal belief inside of that, that led to me. And again, we had this conversation earlier about me just going all in, having tunnel vision on these projects that I do inside of business, yeah. life, training, anything. I am just like, no, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I just seem to have this tunnel vision mode, and I think part of it stems from that. I just believe and I'm not going to listen to what anyone else says. And for whatever reason it was, that just tipped me over the edge with my cousin. I was like, well, I can't believe anymore. But now, whenever well, I focus on... Well, that's only because on... you're a logical human being yeah. as well. And once it clicks, you're like, well, you can't ignore the reality, can yeah. you? The, the fact is you're intelligent enough to to yeah. not be able to believe anymore. And it just, yeah, I, th- I think that had a powerful impact on me. And, and like I preach to a lot of my clients now, a lot of this like primal state movement and fluid movement... Um, there's a lot of different people to follow with it, but it's a state of just allowing your body to move like we would do as natural, normal, childlike beings. Yeah. Well, look how kids like flow and, and, and are able, they have no, they, I know they've not gone through life's rigors, so they don't have the muscular like tightness and things like mm. that that we develop, but you should play. Yeah. Like play. And Alan Watts says this a lot. You Play, it should be fun. Life should be fun. Mm. You should play more than you should worry. You should play more than you should work. Like, and it's very true because eventually your work will become playful if you're able to adapt your life to to be how you want and not to be boxed in, not to be limited. And, Perspective. Yeah, mm, yeah. It, it is true. And I think that's obviously what I do is an odd job, but it's come about because I am playful with what I do. I do try new things. I'm very happy to take on a new task and just trying to learn it like even when i you saw in a baker which some of you know some of you might not know um we used to make cakes and everything like that but we would have a sitting where you could have a coffee and cake and all that kind of stuff and i actually made we made healthy cupcakes and stuff like that because we used to bake with milk instead of butter and all that Mm. kind of jazz they were very light and delicious Mm. we also used to bake things into the cakes like crunchy bars and stuff like that (laughs) yeah so we did the naughty stuff too um and we used to do custom layers in the cakes as well. So what we'd do is blitz like a chocolate bar into dust and then mix it into the buttercream. So you could have like crunchy buttercream, double whatever you wanted nice. in the middle and it would taste like it. That's nice. Um, but one a woman came in once and went, can I, I want to get this cake. I was like, yeah, it was great. And I said, she went, I want to put my dog on top of it. Can you do that? I just went, yep. No clue. 100%. No clue. And it took me 12 hours to make this dog to put on this cake. <laughs> right? And I did it and it looked great. But... I also made this dog to a higher level than a normal dog. So I didn't make the normal, like, average-looking dog. I made her dog. Yeah. And I used 
little implements to make features on the dog. So I took the basics and I made it harder mm-hmm. without even knowing the basics. But by the end of it, I can make you out of sugar fondant. Not fondant. Sugar. Fondant. Yeah. Fondant? No. That's wrong. Fondant stuff. Yeah. No? Is that right? I'm sugar sure. paste. I'm pretty sure it's fondant. Yeah. Fondant. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it, it is. It's called something slightly different though. But it's basically fondant, which is malleable, like That's hard, it, yeah. edible play-doh essentially um i could literally people bring in photographs of who they wanted making and i would i had these little sculpting tools and i could and i never knew i could do that i never knew i had the talent to sculpt until i just went yep and then went and learned i think that's huge though isn't it buddy because what would you do as a kid yeah 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 of course have a bash go jump off a garage yeah. all right yeah you wouldn't be down. like oh well if that's quite high if i jump off that i might hurt <laughs> my leg and my back and my arm or you know work tomorrow and you just say you just, yes yeah because it be cool opens doors yeah yeah it is true mm, i think that's what we miss as adults i, I think, think you I, get too trapped in th- that Ooh. downside of it though is i say yes to too much stuff as well because i get overexcited yeah. and then i don't have enough time to do it all so there is that whole Part of me, like, again, I always say this, by no means am I any way perfect. Um, I have many failings, but my failings are all changeable. Like, mm. I could adapt my failings. It's just that I'm, I'm slow to do it. Uh, I'm more I'm more keen on the yes stuff than, than, than like, organizing the time to do it. Mm. Um, but, but, like, I, I managed this year to find somebody who owns private land to allow me onto land to go cut down a tree to bring it into the house just to have the experience of picking, cutting and doing my own tree because I've never done it before. And yes, it, it was harder. That, it took yes. an entire day out of where I could have been working. But fuck that, I want the experience. I was going to say, and it just makes Christmas that much yeah. more special. And I got to be, dr- and, and when the woman was going to drive us up in this Polaris little mud dog thing that she has to go up the farm, um, I was like, can I stand in, in the back and just hang onto the roof? She was like, if you want. <laughs> I was like, 100%. That's yes. exactly what I want to do. <laughs> but you only get those experiences if you're more open to those experiences. Yeah. You're not so shut off yes. all the time. It is true. Be open to many things and just and then you do them and you're okay, I like that or I didn't. But at least yeah. you tried. Yeah, that's it. Because you've got quite an exciting video coming up, haven't you? The barrel one. Yeah. Yeah. So the barrel video is become has become it, my own nemesis. Uh, I didn't realize how much of a beast it was going to be. I'd be like, oh, seven days of jumping in a barrel, film it, put it up. It'll be a real fun video, but easy. No. I didn't realize the <laughs> amount of emotion I would apparently put into the camera whilst doing this. And because I'm emotionally attached to each day, I'm struggling to cut it down. But then I had Jason watch it today and he was like, cut all this, cut, cut all this. That, and cut I, this, and cut I that like, And you're like, really? <laughs> Do I have to? But was, and it's because I'm emotionally attached to that footage. But you're right. Every t- all the bits that you've said, I'm like, no, he's right. Yeah, that I, and and um, that's why it's always good to have people around you. This is why it's important. Uh, the five people around you are how you you will be. Mm. So when I go to ask somebody's opinion, if that person around me was a dick, like they could have really not given me any useful information to that video and just been, you know, either been like, oh, it's all, you know, just been a bit of an ass about it and not giving me anything helpful yeah. or being just a follower and being like, it's all awesome. Oh, it's amazing. It's the whole thing's it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Which my ego would have been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I, 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 I knew so that. Too. I knew that. Yeah, of course, of course <laughs> it is. I've done it for the last four days. Um, whereas someone around you go, this bit's great. This bit, I've just cut it. It's good, but you don't need it. And then you're, and because... Then you trust those people's opinions as well. That's a big thing. Is do you trust that person? If you look at somebody who's in your life and you're like, do I trust them? If your immediate answer isn't yeah, ooh, 
Mm. Ooh, warning flag. Like, Why are you spending time with that person? Yeah. Do you know what always gets me when people say, like, let's call it John. No, actually, let's not call it John. <laughs> I, I, know, I know nice. Oh, I know nice, shit. I know nice Johns. I, I was nice going to say, we're let's just pick, praising a, a good yeah, John. Yeah, no, my yeah. John's, my John's nice. I don't have a bad John. So let's call it, I don't know, like, Badubwin, right? Badubwin. Badubwin. Okay. Because yeah, a name nobody has. Uh, um, maybe. In one of those countries where they... Talk like that, maybe. But I saw a video about that. Did you just yeah. see that? On it? Yeah, yeah, and this guy. That and must be trending. I think it's Nature is Metal or something, or something weird. One of those I style of channels. On, um, Earth, Earth Picks. Yeah, uh, something like that. It and it scans so like five of them, and they all say it. the name, they're going, oh, and it's all in different. And they're trying to say the thing. Yeah, impressive, isn't it? Mm. And these dudes, we're talking about bitching about this and that. These dudes are literally wearing loincloths and hunting. Yeah, and hunting <laughs> still. And just like, what is Instagram? Like, they don't yeah. even know what they're being filmed for. They don't give yeah, a shit. They're, they're just like, trying to kill some kind of mini gazelle yeah. to or feed the, or, the family for or, that or week. Or the camera holder. <laughs> yeah, I hope they eat the camera holder. <laughs> I hope that camera holder went and tried to do a twerking video and they just thought no and speared them. <laughs> speared him and cooked him or her. Not in our country. Kaboff. <laughs> this is delicious. <laughs> but, okay, so say Badud, Badudwin. Whatever he's called, Bodhi. Bodhi. All right. So no, but Bodhi is a cool guy from. Uh, Bodhi's the actually in Keanu Reeves movie. Not um, Cody? Point Break. Is it Bodhi? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. We can't use Bodhi. We can't use that. We can't, uh, we're we're going to get stuck oh, up on the name in a second. Bodhi, night. man. We'll, we'll call no, it Nika. Especially since um, or is that... he's passed away, hasn't he? Oh, uh, let's just call it. Um, we can't call it Nika. Nika. It's... Nika's fine. Yeah. Let's sure? do that. So right. Nika. I love how we procrastinated about a fake <laughs> person. <Massively> <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what was my point? What were we even talking about? Why were we trying to make up a name for somebody? You were trying to take a story to somewhere. You were going to make up a story about something, and I can't remember what it was. Christ, we are terrible. Welcome to my brain. Forgotten my entire point. I was even going to like call you 30 seconds ago and go, like, dude, you're going off on a bit of a tangent here. <laughs> Just in case you forgot, and now I forgot as well. Like, We went from trying oh, to think up of a name God. and having natives eating somebody who's trying to work for TikTok. That's a good tangent. That's a pretty solid tangent. What was it? Well, it was more to do with the people who are around you. That's it. Yeah, and then you were and then you were going to give an example of yeah. the Goodwin, the Goodwin or Nika doing something, and I can't remember what it was. I don't know. Damn it! It was going to be good too. You were talking about trust. Yeah. If you don't trust them. Yeah. And then you went to the video thing. Yeah. Do you like the video? Come back. That's oh, terrible. This is my brain Shh. on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the common saying is like, do they do they stoke the flames of your fire or do they piss on them? Mm. That is a common one. And really like think, you know, what, that person. Oh, that was it. Yeah. So, I'm you know, when back. people say, oh, you know, Nika or Bududwin, you know, he's all right most of the time. Okay. So what you've just told me is that sometimes they're a dick or they're, they're not just a dick. They're a negative in your life. Why are you accepting 80% good and 20% dick? I think 20% dick, gone. Listen, everyone's allowed a bad moment. Everyone's allowed like a bad mood and comes back and apologizes once or twice, you know, in your time of knowing them. And you know they're in that mood. But if they are somebody that is consistently having a negative moment in your life, month to month, week to week, whatever, get rid of them. I'm a savage Cut them that. out. As of, as of about five or six years ago, um, I don't speak to anyone that I spoke to five, six years ago. It, what? Because you were in a different place? 
completely and right, utterly different you, place so you, and different person. Some people need that. Some people mm. need to completely detach and get out. And it was hard, but there is... I've done it again. again. Well, I didn't know. I don't know what you're... you're, you're that's halfway, dude. It's not my fault you brought a, a flamethrower. <laughs> I all it did was edge it up to half. I think, I think what it, the hell, bro? I think it's like for fun so that I can light it for you over I here. She's savage, this thing. But like, honestly, that I think that if you're looking at getting core foundations of your life together to get your shit together. So if anyone's struggling on this podcast and they're like, oh, you know, I need to get my shit together. I need to do something and that. I paid during those years when I cut everyone out. I paid for proximity to power. I've got bills up to about £18,000 in personal mentorship because I wanted to be around more powerful people. Okay, but I had people who don't have access to that kind of money? Then you find those people. Um, Discord groups, Reddit feeds, um, watch these podcasts. Go and leverage social media. There is so much powerful shit around. You're either getting, you're either going to, watch something and think, wow, that lit me on fire. I need to do mm. something. Or, mm, and not, if there's that, even that, mm, yeah, yeah, move on. Next Listen, thing. It's like Goggins for me is great every so often, but I can't take him all the time because mm. he's too hardcore. Because he's like, everything he does is like, you need to suffer yeah. on the daily. Everything, suffer, mm. suffer. Like he will, he'll not do a, a, a stretches in the morning. He'll be like, I'm not going to be a bitch and not do those stretches in the morning. I'm like, dude, like the stretches in the morning, you're doing an 18 mile death run later in the day. I'm sure the stretches, like you're allowed it off, but he will not let him take that off. Like he's a full He's on, got demons. He's, yeah, he has demons, but he's also going to end up crippled. Yeah. He's all, have you seen his leg? No. He he is current. He's currently he was running bone on bone in his knees, Shh. bone on bone. So much so they had to go in and operate. They had to dig a triangle out of his out of his bone that within the joint yeah. to give it clearance, and then they've had to pin it all. This for some I don't know why, but they've had to put some kind of screws through his knee as well to stabilize it. It's fucked, and he said he can feel it every step. Yet he's still doing those crazy runs. Yeah. He has a mental strength that will out outdo his body that's the problem yeah, yeah he's gone so, he's gone so far the other way but then like you've just said so drawing it back a level like for those that haven't got the money and and those that haven't um got that group around of people around there is ways to find people like that yeah yeah look at me and you we found each other in the gym we yeah, laugh about it but you picked yeah. me up in the gym and, <laughs> and i've i've never left since i did and that was yeah? all because i came over to ask you a dumb question because I wasn't afraid to ask a dumb question. Yeah. And then after that... And because... No, the reason... Just to interrupt you again for the thousandth time. Because I put myself in that moment not above you. I looked at you and, like, you are lean and mean and big and chunky. Some people are a bit... I'm not big, but I'm chunky. He is big. No, compared to bodybuilders, I'm not big. But do you know it's what I mean? Size, I'm, 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 I'm chunky than most people in, an, in the gym we were in. Um, I could have had an ego that was like, I know more than everyone here because I'm chunkier. Bigger. Yeah. So, whereas I looked at you and thought, he's going to know more about this shit than me. And I went and asked the question because I didn't my, I didn't allow my ego to think I knew more than you just because I am like more muscular in a gym. Mm. And then you did a stretch that made me feel like a bitch. Like you like put your foot up by your head and was just chatting to me. And I was like, Oh, I suck. I am terrible. I'm so far behind. Like, in my head, when you did that, I went, when we're both 60, 
he's going to kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my brain went. And so immediately, I was like, I, I was like, tell me more. Yeah. You know, and I think you have to have that ability to have a humbleness, not in the fact mm. of like, I'm so great, but I'm still humble. Humble in the fact that people know more than you. Other people know more All than the time. you. Be ready to learn. All Be willing to learn. 100%. And I think that's a mind state shift as well. Like you've got the wrong people around you. How often are you learning? How often are you speaking to new people? How often are you searching out those people that lift yeah. you up? Because yeah. you either are or you aren't. And if you're not, you're not going to find them. It's easy to be a big fish in a small pond. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And you get and very get trapped there. there. Yeah. Because they don't, they don't want to be the small fish again. That's it. I'm not yeah. bothered about being small fish. The only time that bothers me about being the small fish is my own... Um, internal thought process where I'm and this is because of the inner child again I'll be in a room with blokes and like when you look at me do you, do you look at me and think I'm a bloke like I'm a man yeah so when you look at me you, th- you see a man man yeah yeah I feel like a boy still yeah like if I'm in a room of men who you might think look like me and talk like me I'm in that room like oh there's men around manly men well, see, yeah. when I first saw you in the gym, dude, you you had your sleeveless on, your beard was in check, your hair's pulled back, you look like a fucking Viking. And I even, like, my ex um, was talking to somebody about you because I'm quite good friends with her son. And she said, oh, Jace has met this new guy at the gym, which he gets on really well when he's, like, some Viking lookalike or something. <laughs> and I was like, and I just looked at you. You were big, you were jacked, uh, you got a big vein popping down because you're working out. And I was just like, guy's got shit together. Oh really? Yeah, guy's got Funny shit that. together. He looks he looks like he trains, he looks like he loves what he does. Um he he's in check, he's got a good strong hair and beard game, which like I, I think how you look after yourself and how you present yourself is a really good reflection of what you do in your personal life as well, outside of like what what you say in the gym. Yeah, and that doesn't mean you need to be wearing the latest fashion or anything no, like that. It's I don't think I was to do when, you, when you saw him, I think I was wearing tie dye trousers and some just some like, work boots or yeah, something, I think it was. Yeah, it doesn't I was wearing those mad Nike things, I think. I can't remember. Because I remember you saying, I remember you saying, you were like, I don't have the balls to wear what you're wearing. I was yeah. like, what? And it was like tie-dye trousers, <laughs> a vest, and then these like old school, they're the uh, Dennis Rodman destruct Nike uh, basketball, like low tops. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I didn't even think about it because it's just what I would fucking like to wear. Yeah. Just went in. So yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Feeling. I am big. I am the movie big. <laughs> but it's weird, like people, like I was saying, so you saw a bloke when you saw me, but when I'm in a room with guys, sometimes who might even be younger than me, mm. I, tend to, I tend to be around people of similar, like, generations mm. anyway, just because your mind kind of get brought together, don't you? How old are you? 73. Jesus. Yeah, I'm don't look a day over, just a day over, a day over 72. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I don't think I've ever actually said because I think it's fun for people to guess. I like that. Yeah. Hmm. How old do you all think Lex is? Put in the comments below yeah. and then put how old you think I am and make sure it's younger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, regardless of the age in the room, if it's people I look towards for inspiration of some kind or for learning, mm-hmm. I look at them like a 15-year-old looking at, yeah. you know, the ex-girlfriends you know look at like looked at the dad like mm. oh man and i always and and i think it's my ability that helps me sometimes but also hinders me sometimes in that i need to sometimes believe more 
that I am a full-grown man and I have capabilities. And you can contribute to that room. Yes. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. And when we get talking, that goes and I do contribute and quite But it's that initial fear. Yeah, you're almost scoping the room out. You're very similar to me in that sense. Yeah. Scope the room out. You wonder whether you can contribute much to it. And then once it starts, you're off. Well, there's two things men do when they go into a room, isn't there? There's, There's like, well, there's one thing it all boils down to. You look around the room and you think, who could I kill? <laughs> the world's about to end now how many of these motherfuckers could i take out like and you look at the ones who like gonna eat yeah and then you look at that one dude you're like maybe not him maybe not him. i'll team yeah. up with him yeah so that's your then he's your focus he's like right that's the dude that's the that's the one that's the wolf on the top of the hill yeah funny in that but i do so i think there is a balance to everything i think there's i think with every strength, there's going to be a weakness that comes with that strength. If you're overly uh, kind of egotistical and confident, yep. you will trip yourself up eventually by missing something simple because of your over-eagerness to assume you're always right. You're Whereas if you always assume you're wrong and you're weak, you're going to miss opportunities that you could have really taken hold of and, f- and made a good forward progression in your life because you didn't believe in yourself that you had that capability. I think ultimately to make it inside of the next circle up. So there will be a circle relative to your energy and your ability to add value inside of it. And when you find that circle, you have to be willing to add the value so wherever you're at, mm. if you can't add value at that, then the circle drops a level for whatever it is. And I'm talking yeah. about people's individual capacity to write, right now. So if your capacity is, for example, you, you want to go and do a certain sport, right? There will be levels. There'll be county level. Um, uh, there'll be national level, international level, world level, won't there? If you're at... Uh, a national level but you can't speak up and add anything to the sport at a national level you'll end up at county level and surrounding yourself with county level athletes but you'll be the big fish in the pond yeah so you need to then grow your confidence to add value inside of that national level does that make sense do you think it's sometimes a good thing of just bullshitting yourself 100 percent. yeah i think going so. you can fucking do this you are you are right to be even knowing that maybe you don't know everything you need to know at that point but just fuck yeah it. but i think see then that's what lands you in the cir- the right circle yeah, because then of... you're you're at the bottom level of the circle. We're talking about pools, right? So you've got the little fish and the big fish in that pool. You've just made it into the pool. You're not going to be a big fish. So if you start so, off as a little fish, you get to grow and you get to yeah. eat and then you become a big fish. So I think if you don't, not necessarily bullshit, I think it's kind of that almost bullshit fake it till you, till in, you make in, in it. In this kind of, of term, let me, let me clarify yeah. that. I'm not saying fake it to make it because it, I mean, sometimes that works, fake it to make it. And that's just a bit like where if you go into an interview and they ask, can you do this? You say, yes. If, yeah. if you, and you, can't, figure you go it back out. and yeah, learn. Like, absolutely. Uh, that's fake it to make it. That's like, yeah, take a fucking chance. But more like this bullshit yourself. When I did the, you've done the bodybuilding shows, the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're wearing Ron Silwood stain. You're in very small pants. And you're about to go and get judged by some weird guys in suits who are sat at a table in front of you looking up at your butt crack. Gawking at you. Yeah, right? <laughs> Gayest thing you'll ever do. Yet everyone in that backstage should be as manly as possible. It's hilarious. But it's such a paradox. I remember being at the side of the stage in one of the first like bigger shows where the auditorium was full, like good few hundreds of people there. And uh, I remember going like, fuck it, fuck it fuck it, fuck it. Like literally over and over and over and over and over again in my head, just saying it. And then the one resounding thing, you will never see any of these people again in your life. Like that's Yeah, I might do, it's but what, I'm telling myself I'm not going to. Mm. And I walked out to that stage with the fuck it attitude. And that is an attitude that I've held to this day. And that is the fuck it attitude. Like, do you want to do this? Yeah. 
fuck it. Go. Just go and do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, that's part of that neuro-linguistic programming side of things though, isn't it? Like you just keep repeating the same thing over and over and over again and then it becomes a part of who you are. Yeah. And so if you're constantly telling yourself that you deserve to be in this circle because you're going to either add value or learn from it, then that's the circle you'll end up in. And then you should look to keep leveling yeah. up. Either you level up with that circle of people or you find a new fucking circle if you outgrow them. This is the problem, yeah. Mm. Find a new circle is the biggest thing that you can do. Um, and don't be afraid like you don't need mountains of people around you to to like you see these people that go out and they're in the clubs and all this stuff and like just you know 20 odd people in this group and I'm like mm. how many of those people would jump into a fight with you how many of those people would come and like pick you up at three in the morning because you crash your car and you don't want anyone to know about it and that's you need it. to get that car back to a garage hidden and nobody needs to know about it. who is who are you calling on that list that's going to do that Who's going to get up at three in the morning and come out and help you? Because if nobody on your phone call list is going to do that, there's nobody of worth on your list. That that reminds me of, um, uh, I can't remember what the film is, but Ben Stiller comes up to the guy. Uh, he, he, again, he's a famous actor. I want to call him Jeremy, but it's probably not. He walks up to him. He's like, um, we need to go now. Oh, we're going it's, to go. um, it's the bank robbery movie. I it's think freaking so. brilliant. We need to go now. We need to. We're we, going to hurt somebody. You can't ask me about it later. And yeah, he, no. We need to go. We we need to go somewhere. We're going to hurt some people, but you can't ask me why. And, and like, you can never talk to me about it again talk, later yeah, or something. Yeah. And he goes, "Whose car are we taking? Yours or mine?" Yeah. <laughs> that, that's yes. the type of people you need around. Not bad men that are going to obviously hurt other people. But no, no, but you need to sentiment. know. Yeah, you need to know that the people around you, I think, are leveling you up or you're helping them level up and you either grow as a team or you move on to the next circle if your if your circle becomes far too stagnant. The town. It's called the town. The if town. you have not seen it, it's it is so good and it's got some sleeper actors in there as well um because it's got ben affleck as the lead and then it has blake lively in it as his girl isn't blake mm. lively's girl or is it rebecca hall no rebecca hall is his girl and blake lively is the ex-girlfriend in it it was jeremy wasn't and, it? yeah I knew it and was. jeremy renner is that his name renner. who was um hawkeye in the marvel movies yeah. oh it also has pete postlesweight who i think's passed away now he's brilliant in it as well Oh, it's such a it's a heavy cast. Mm -hmm. Titus Weaver, Chris Cooper, uh, John Hamm. If you look up these names, you'll know their faces. I'm terrible with names and faces, but I'm terrible, great with faces, terrible with names. Um, yeah, oh, such a good movie. The Town, underrated. I, I don't know if it's underrated actually. I don't know. Just it's such. So I say we wrap it up here. Yeah. So so we we've gone through. Uh, first of all, you should all be believing in Santa still. Oh, hundred percent. Should like, be. Well, here's the thing. If you're if you're in that if you're in a point now where you have either. Some of your family have younger kids or you're, you've got kids coming in. Um, one of the things that you can do and the beautiful thing uh, that I realized recently like, is the beautiful thing about having younger people in your family is you can put into them what you loved in your childhood and you almost get to relive it through them. Like The excitement of seeing their faces is almost as good as when it was you. Like, so there's a great thing. Like, so get that flower out, make Santa's footsteps up the stairs, eat half of those cookies and leave a little note, put some freaking Santa, put some wish lists up a goddamn chimney or in a post box near you with, you know, just, just have fun. Do Don't moments. stress. It's not about the presents. It's about the people who are around you, the time you spend together. Presents are going to be forgotten. 
that it's it's the memories that will yes, last. One hundred percent. And I have so many good memories from Christmas, from those big family meals, like you said, and things like that. It is. This is a, also a time to rebuild bridges. This is a time where you can reach out, and it gives people an excuse to not say no. Yeah. It really does. It gives them the excuse of Christmas to get together, and it might work, and it might not, but at least you tried. Yeah, hundred percent. And do not underestimate the value of the five people closest to you. Huge. Huge. Yeah, that was a good one. Ups and downs. What a good podcast. <laughs> Probably many blackouts. <laughs> yeah, far <laughs> but too many. worth it. In the, I hope in those blackouts you went and made a brew or something. That is the thing. In the future, if we have a blackout, it's just a signal that you need to go and make a tea. And if you don't drink tea... Good on you. Go no. and get a coffee. <laughs> yeah, well, go get a coffee. But if you don't drink tea or coffee... Just live in the knowledge I trust you a little less as a human being. You wouldn't be part of our circle. Because <laughs> you don't Unless drink coffee. Unless your get out is, if you eat ice cream, I'll let you off. But if you don't eat ice cream, you're out. <laughs> you are 100% out. <laughs> Do you, what? Don't tell. I know you drink coffee. We should so cut right. that there. No, you're right. You drink coffee. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I know that. I just got a weird coffee. thing about ice cream, mate. I, I no, had... ice cream's fine because some people don't like the cold. But yeah, so no, I gotta like melt it and then stir it up, and then once oh, it's no, kind of like a bit thing. loose, and then I can. That's oh yeah, I'm a, okay. I'm fine with that. Yeah, okay. I'm all right. ice cream. I'm still in the circle. And on that note, leave behind in the week what was bad, bring forward what was good, and make it a great week. Make it a great December. Do not worry about gifts. It's about time and experience. Give your time to people. Give your time. It will last much longer. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. No, not yet. Not quite yet. Merry Christmas time. Nearly, nearly Merry nearly. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're out. <laughs>